Hello, and thank you so much for joining me today for another episode of my podcast, Life After Dot Dot Dot. So today's title is Life After Dot Dot Dot, The Sensory Necklace. So um, maybe those of you that are listening, you're like, what's a sensory necklace? What is that? You're like, I know what a necklace is. I have senses, but what's a sensory necklace? And so the sensory necklace overall are sensory related jewelry. The whole purpose is to stimulate for that person. So to stimulate their five senses, it's a way for them to kind of chew on something to help them manage stress or anxiety or to um, when they kind of are sensory seeking for them to interact with that item. And it provides just kind of a kind of a soothing feeling. It's a comfort for them. Sometimes it's a way to help them fidget uh, when they need to fidget with something, but it's in a way to help them not put other things in their mouth and to keep that person safe overall. So a lot of people, you know, um, need that sensory input and they seek it from different things. Maybe it's a certain action they do repeatedly or it might be from chewing on something or putting something in their mouth or touching something or feeling something. And so you're just probably thinking, well, what does that have to do with anything? And so what it has to do with anything or everything is um, just recently within the last about two months, I got my daughter a sensory necklace. And so we had this kind of talk around it. And as a parent, it's just, it's hard when Um, it's just kind of everything that's kind of been going on with my daughter has really helped me define the term normal. And honestly, at this point, I really don't like that word normal because I know, um, my daughter was crying one day and she's like, mom, am I going to have friends because I'm not normal? And when I thought about that term normal, I'm like, what is normal and how do we measure normal? Who are we basing it off of? Like we have to have someone as an example of normal to measure our standard of normal. If that makes sense. I'm like, okay, let's throw that word away. Let's not have that word in my household. It cannot come in my front door, but in that, so I got my daughter sensory necklaces And the reason being is because my daughter's almost six years old, but she still chews on everything. Everything still goes in her mouth. And so at first I really didn't think too much about it, but then there were just these events and maybe, you know, as a parent, you can relate, or maybe this happens to you. So, you know, we'd be out in public and my daughter would put her mouth on something. So like put her mouth on the basket and I'm like, okay, it's one thing when you to do that when you're two or three, but then when we're four or five and she puts her mouth on something or we're at some place and we were at a restaurant and there was a, um, this like the, you might know that cooler where it has the drinks where it's open and, um, and it's kind of like the glass and then you can just kind of pick up your drinks, almost like something like at Starbucks that you'd interact with. Well, one day we were at a restaurant, they had that set up and my daughter went to put her mouth on kind of that cold part. I'm like, no, no, we can't do that. And that's when she was four. And I'm like, okay. And then other times, you know, like even recently I came in the room, my daughter's watching TV and she was, she had a pillow and there's no pillowcase and she was sucking on the pillow. And I said, you know, baby, what are we doing? And she's like, when I, she's like, when I put this in my mouth, it makes me feel good. She's like, it's soft. And I'm like, okay, you know, so it's just like little things and maybe little hints. And so, you know, it's kind of something that I've kind of had to sit back with and say, okay, what do we do? You know, I'm still trying to address it with the pediatrician, but it's just hard enough to just get an appointment. So for those that, you know, know that sometimes you just see a doctor, sometimes it's like, um, I'm trying to get my daughter in to see a specialist right now for something. And it's a five to seven month wait. And I'm like, well, I need help now. So we need to figure out something. So you know, in that I've been trying to kind of look online, pull from all the resources, kind of get advice from family, from friends, talking to different people. And in this, 
um, some parents, they, they had mentioned that their child struggles with sensory disorder. And I'm like, a sensory disorder. So I started doing a little bit more research. I'm like, yeah, we have some of these yeah, kind of different things. And they mentioned some unique ways to cope. So they mentioned like a sensory necklace. I'm like, oh, okay. Or even headphones for their child that's autistic. And I know sometimes when my daughter and I, when we go places, it's just certain noises. Like some noises, I'm like, okay, it's just regular. You think a vacuum or a car or other things. But, you know, when we do have to go to the bathroom and use that hand dryer, my daughter's like, mom, put your hands over um you're over my ears when I use the hand dryer so I put my hands over her ears when she used the hand dryer and so I'm like okay and for me I want to let her know that she's okay things are a little bit different maybe things are not going as expected but there's nothing wrong with her she's not broken it's not like um she's different there's nothing abnormal about her it's just certain things that we just can't do sometimes like the other kids can do and so I remember when we first got those sensory necklaces, we got two different kinds. So it's kind of like the spiral ones and ones that are in different shapes. So there's like the unicorn one. We have one that's a leaf, one that's just like a circle that has little bumpies on it and different colors. She loves pink. So I got her some pink ones. And I remember the first um, Sunday that we did it, um, I put them around her neck and I said, you know, baby, kids are going to ask you questions about why you have your sensory necklace and just tell them that it helps you feel safe and it helps you to not feel as anxious. And, you know, I already knew my daughter deals with anxiety. So you know as we first day like in the first hour using the sensory necklaces I saw the difference and I saw the change and so it was church and I'm like well you know it's our first time using them out like more in public around other kids knowing that she's going to go to children's church so I put it around her neck we were already late for church and we were rushing and so it was just so sweet because I pulled the children's ministry leader aside and I explained it to her and she knew, you know, since she's used to working with kids and she's like, well, do we need to remind her to use it? And I'm like, no, she should be good. And everything worked out well. There's one kid that did ask my daughter why she has it. And my daughter explained it and they just kept playing and kept going. And so I think I thought about more than she did, but I just remember standing in the bathroom and just trying to kind of hold it together as a mom. And, you know, just saying, this is kind of our new reality. You know, what does this look like? What do we do next? And so, you know, I'm like, I don't want to miss too much church, but it was just this rush of things. And I just stood there and just caught my breath. And I'm like, okay, this is what we're facing now. You know, what's next? So in this now, since she's had them a couple months, you know, I love that she um, finds comfort in them. And it has been this issue you know, when she goes to dad's, um, dad and grandma. So my ex-mother-in-law tell her, you don't need that. That's unnecessary. Don't chew on that. And they, I've um, taken some, I put them in her bag, but they won't let her use them. And it breaks my heart because I'm like, well, you'd rather her chew on her shirt and all of her clothes be wet and chew on her clothes and put things in her mouth that shouldn't be in her mouth. So like every toy, her Barbie, her Barbie's feet and her Barbie's hands go in her mouth, everything. And you can think of just any object and it's not even pencils. She goes for Barbies and just books and papers and plastic and everything goes in her mouth. And so I always have to keep saying, you know, baby, if it's not food, we don't put it in our mouth. Okay. You know, and having to say it, it's so many times per day. And so it's unfortunate because, you know, I was talking to her about it. And we had a serious conversation since she's almost six. And she's, and I said, you know, when you go to um, your dad's, you know, it's okay to use your sensory necklace. That's all right. And she's like, well, they said that I don't need it and they don't like when I use it. And I told her, and I said, and I kind of had to keep it together and kind of keeping it together now. And I told her, I said, you know, baby, there's things that you're going to have to do in life when you get older and realize that not everybody's going to support what you do. And not everybody's going to always be in agreement, but you have to do what works for you because you're going to try and please everyone 
And so I like getting all emotional tears running down my face. So I'm going to told her, you know, you're not going to always be able to please everyone. And honestly, that shouldn't be your aim in life. If you find something that makes you comfortable that makes you happy, that helps you to cope with what you're going through right now, that helps your anxiety, that helps with other medical challenges you're facing. And it's something that makes you feel happy, something that makes you feel glad, that brings you some relief in, as long as it's not something illegal, as long as you're not doing drugs and things that are harmful. But if it's a sensory necklace and chewing on that little unicorn that goes in your mouth, if that makes you happy, if that brings you comfort and peace, you do that. And people are not always going to support you. They're not going to understand it, but you're not living to please them. And I had to tell her that in a respectful way, but then in an honest way. And I was just reminded, you know, as a parent, sometimes those tough conversations that we do have to have with our kids, that the world might not always accept them because they have this, or life might be harder because they're dealing with this condition, or they do things a little bit differently, but that they need to just live their life and they can't live it for everybody else. They got to live it for themselves. And so as I'm telling this, her, her now, this information now, she's almost six, hopefully something that she keeps with her because she's going to be challenged, you know, when she is 16 and maybe when she's 60, you know, but it was just that moment that I just had to really realize that, you know, that not everybody's going to accept this. And it is unfortunate that even family will not always be understanding, you know, and, uh, she's had her sensory necklace at other places, but there will be times when we do maybe do Girl Scouts and when we do do swimming classes and people that maybe aren't as nice and kind of prepping her how to handle that and how to brace herself for it physically, mentally, spiritually, and kind of what to say and be respectful towards them, but then still speak her truth. So, you know, just in this, I'm like, I'm glad that we finally got the sensory necklaces and that $10 that we spent on Amazon was so worth it. And I'm like, why didn't we do this sooner? And I'm like, as long as my daughter's not putting other things in her mouth, Play-Doh and sand and eating her shirt and biting on things. And I'm like, okay, we can do this. The sensory necklace is a nice trade-off. And if she wants to suck on the pillow, okay, we can suck on the pillow. You know, the world won't end. Life as we know it won't end. This is just our new reality. This is what we're facing. This is, you know, how she finds ways to cope with things. And sometimes it's not even her being anxious. You know, we'll kind of stop in the moment and saying, okay, is this making you feel anxious when we're out in public? My daughter has a hard time with just cars. She's like, mom, the car's coming towards you. And the car is like nowhere near us. And I'd explain, hey, you know, we just try and be safe around cars. Let's look both ways. If the car's not near us, we don't have to freak out. We're going to be okay. So knowing that she's just kind of really sensitive to certain things, high anxiety, and that runs um, her dad's side. They're really anxious people, very nervous people. They just will make themselves sick worrying. And I'm just like, just take take a step back, take a, you know, beat back. It's one thing that she kind of picked up from them. And I know I sometimes deal with anxiety, but nowhere near to kind of that same level as she sees from them. But I said, let's find healthy ways to cope with our anxiety. So if it's that sensory necklace, then so be it. You know, if it's something healthy, something that's safe, it's... If it's not her putting her Barbie's feet or her Barbie's hands in her mouth or, you know, just kind of putting her mouth on the basket or chewing on other things, her shirt. I'm like, just how many shirts have we gone through where her shirt is soaking wet? At first I thought, I'm like, well, maybe she's hungry. And it, then you gave her food and I'm like, okay, gave her food, but she's still sucking on her shirt. She's just like, when she does those things, she's like, yeah, it makes me feel safe. It makes me feel happy. So I'm like, okay, I want my baby to be happy. And maybe sucking on her shirt makes her happy. But instead of sucking on the shirt, let's try our sensory necklace or our sensory bracelet. So that's something that we'll get next. Or maybe a fidget toy. 
not sure what will come next. But, you know, for the parents that are out there, caregivers where, you know, you're kind of struggling with this and trying to figure this out or navigate this with your kids, you know, I do wish you the best. And know just, you know, that you're not alone in this. And it's a hard choice. It's a hard decision when you might have something that sets your kids back. You know, whether it is seizures, whether it's another condition, whether it's autism, whether it's ADHD, whether it's sensory condition, maybe it's a a less well-known condition that makes them miss school. Maybe it makes them miss out on social events. Maybe they can't participate in the way that you would have dreamed or the way they would have liked. And there's just frustration all around and kind of that feeling of missing out. Just know that you are not alone and I wish you the best as you take it one day at a time. So thank you so much for listening today and have a good day. Bye.